Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink here at Merrimack College where the score at the end of the second period of play is Merrimack and fifth-ranked Quinnipiac nodded up at a score of 2-2. Two to two. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Thanks for joining us. And we're also joined here in the second division by Tom Welby, Merrimack alum and former Merrimack assistant coach. And uh, Tom, well, first of all, a snowy day here on Saturday and you found your way down to the rink. I just can't get away from it, right? No, it's always a good night. Snow's not going to keep me away from watching the, the boys play. And uh, so far, we got a good game on our hands. Yeah, your thoughts here. I'm sure you heard what happened last night. 6-1 uh, to win by Quinnipiac down in Connecticut, but uh, it's been, been a pretty good effort by the Warriors in bouncing back here tonight. Yeah, certainly. A uh, tough game last night, uh, and what's more important is how they pick themselves up. And uh, so far tonight, they've done that, and I, I think uh, you're going to see a good third period here. They're going to close this out. Well, this is a good team, Quinnipiac. I mean, we knew that coming in. Uh, national runner-up last season. Could have won the whole thing. Ended up losing it to, ironically enough, to Yale right down the street from them, but uh, not missing a beat here. Only three losses coming into tonight's game, 18-3-5, which is, uh, you know, those are pretty lofty numbers uh, as far as record goes, and, and uh, from what we saw last night, they got some guys that can put the puck in the net, they're getting good goaltending, and uh, you know, some physical play, but got to hand it to Merrimack, I would say, tonight, out shooting them 20-16 to through two periods. I think they've had the better of the quality shots in the game, and uh, find themselves in a 2-2 tie after two. Yeah, no doubt. Merrimack's really carried the play. I mean, it, they've hit a couple of posts in there, and let's face it, even inches. They're an inch away from winning one tonight. I think they're going to pull it off. I want to ask you your thoughts on uh, goaltending, of course, uh, with Merrimack, Samarata, uh, Rasmus, Tiernan. Uh, your thoughts on both of these two guys. I believe you, you worked with them sometime in the past, right? Uh, yeah, I've seen both of these guys play, too, and, and uh, two somewhat different guys. You know, Marana's a, he's a battler. He's um, a big guy. They're both really big. I mean, they're a lot bigger than I am. <laughs> so, it's very different now these days, isn't it? It is. It is. And these guys get to a position, and I don't. I credit to the guys who get one past them because these guys are huge, and, and they're such competitors. Both these guys, I know uh, Coach Caradu has them both really cranking along now. And last night, I think, was more of a blip than anything else. Those games are going to happen, and it's uh, you know sometimes it's the defense, sometimes it's the goalie, and sometimes it's both. And, and what's important is again how they come back. And it looks like uh, Raz has put in a solid effort tonight, and I think they'll continue in the last one. You know, Mike McMahon and I were talking before on the way down to Quinnipiac yesterday, and like, 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 like I just said to you, things have changed so much. I mean, you talk about like save percentages, and for a long time it was 900, I think. If the save percentage was over 900, you were pretty good. And, and, and you had a case where a couple of years ago, uh, Joe Canada, who I think everybody realizes, recognizes, is now the best he's ever played at Merrimack, and now he's on to the, the pros and everything. But he puts up numbers in his senior year that are the best that's ever happened here. A save percentage of 925, and like I said, that's the best that anybody's ever had. Well, then the next year, Sam Murata steps in and does the same thing. So, And now Rasmus Tiernan is flirting with 930. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And more so, I think it speaks to the amount of coaching that's gone into the actual position. Because when we were growing up, you didn't have that. It wasn't, you know, it's like, oh, who's the unlucky kid? It's a big surprise. A coach is touting the coaches here. But. Yeah, well, no, no, I agree with you. You know, and, and like I said, John Carradine, he's done a great job this year getting these guys ready to go. And, and uh, but but again, the position itself has just come so far, and the speed and the size of these guys—it's uh, it's a testament to the coaches out there, the goalie coaches out there, and the athletes that are playing it now. It used to be the goalie was kind of the, you know, maybe not the guy. 
guy, the best athlete or whatever, you stick him in net. Now that has completely been flipped on its head. And you, you, really, you see these goalies are just superb athletes. It seems, too, like there's, uh, you know, you have other cases like in UMass Bowl, you had Doug Carr had a great year a couple of years ago. Connor Hellebuck stepped in, and, and if anything, was better last year. And, and to my, from our standpoint, at least, watching up, as we are up here in the, in the, in the broadcast booth watching the game, sometimes it can be tough to evaluate some of these guys, right? Because you know when you saw a good goalie in the past, he's, he's all over the place, right? Flashing out the glove and everything, making, making uh, very dynamic saves. And now these guys, they make it look so easy. Yeah. Hey, there was a saying growing up, you know, the best goalie is the one that you don't notice. And I know Coach Dennehy always used to talk about, you know, uh, this guy is kind of like Fred Lynn, meaning Fred Lynn was a great outfielder. He made all these great flashy plays, but that's because he had the dive to catch the ball, whereas another guy who actually had speed would not would easily make the catch. So I think a lot of that applies to goaltending now is these guys are, are so well-trained and such great athletes that you just they're just there. They're expected. They're not flashy. You, you, you don't, you don't, it's so well-coached that rarely do you see a goalie out of position now, and they're moving so quick on their on, just on their knees going back and forth and that's that's really been the biggest change is playing the game on their knees so is that what you look for then when you're trying to evaluate a guy these days is you know you're looking for them to be in position and like you said maybe you know not to notice them yeah and it's different at each level but you know if you're looking at the college things the college guys it really there's such a fine line between each goalie that it starts a in the classroom B with character and then C really trying to figure out all right what is it that makes this guy a little bit different from something else and it, it, sometimes it's just that that competitive spirit when you're around a guy and you know and you see him working hard you know okay he may not have the numbers or something like that but there's something about his work ethic that I know he's going to be a good goalie so but it, again it starts in the classroom and then with character and then how about as you're evaluating guys that uh, uh, you know we'll talk next week with Mike McMahon again about recruiting and some of the guys that they've uh, you know they've got uh, I guess you know verbally committed and so on but when, when you're looking at guys uh, you know and, and helping to evaluate them in terms of is this a goaltender that you want to bring in so you're looking at junior players basically then or in, in high school as may be the case of, of a guy like Joe Canada a few years back uh, what are you looking for in those situations to determine hey this is the guy for us yeah I, I think it's it's getting to know the the whole kid um, you know, obviously, you're going to see what what's out there in terms of statistics, and you're going to know it. People are going to be talking about them. Uh, but a lot of times, it comes down to just simply having a conversation with a guy and saying, "All right, you know, is this a guy that can get complex things that are going to be going on during the game?" And let's face it, goalies, it's it's even harder because we're wackos. So sometimes you're looking to see, all right, is this guy crazy enough? And, you know, if it's the right mix of... Uh, you like to see a little bit of that, you're saying? Yeah, exactly. If it's the right mix of, you know, crazy and crazy competitive, then you got yourself a goalie. <laughs> all right, Tom. Uh, third period coming up here. It's the last period of non-league action on the weekend. And the Warriors with a chance to come out with some points against a pretty good Quinnipiac 
that team. What do you think they, they need to do here? Well, they got to continue what they, they've done throughout the game. I mean, they've hit a couple of posts, and this game could easily, they could be up two, three goals already. One of those is going to start popping. So I'd look for them to get out early, get a, get a lead here, and probably hang on. It's got to be a tight game, no doubt. Winnipeg is a very good team, and they're not going to sit back. Uh, they're going to try and carry the play as long as Merrimack continues to do what they're doing and maybe capitalize on a power play here or there. They should be a W. All right, Tom, thanks for stepping in to join us. We appreciate it. Good to see you as always. Uh, say hi to Kathy and the kids. We'll talk to you again soon. We'll do. Thanks, Mike. All right, thanks. That's Tom Welby, uh, former Merrimack goaltender coach and also former Warrior goaltender, has been our guest here in the second intermission. Where our score is Merrimack 2, Quinnipiac 2. Back with more after this. You're listening to live coverage of Merrimack Hockey.